Hey, and welcome to Lost the Lyrics, the podcast where we discuss song lyrics and completely overanalyze them. I'm Elliot. And I'm Claire. And today we are going to get lost in the lyrics of Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine. Be sure to stay tuned afterwards for Elliot to talk about flags and for updates on my knitting projects. Alright, here we are. Again. Podcasting. Again. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, it has. Well, yeah, I guess because you you did things like yeah, big I mean, been... big international things that made it difficult okay. to to meet up. Well, it's it's been over a month since we actually recorded. Yeah. Yeah. How was your trip? Um, it was pretty good. Um, I did quite a bit of stuff. Um. It was uh, a good learning experience. It's hard to really say, like, it was all fun, I guess, because, like, the first week I was over there, I was there for school, and the second week I was traveling alone, which is, like, a good experience, I think, but it's not necessarily, like, fun in the traditional sense, I guess. That you makes know sense. What I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. So, um,. Yeah, I yeah stayed a uh, a lot of places. Um, practiced saying I don't speak Italian and like actual phrases in French. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Are you glad to be back and at school and stuff? Um. To an extent, I would say. Um, like, I don't know. When I'm traveling, I'm, like, doing stuff every day, so it's a lot easier to fall asleep, which is Mm. nice. Um. Yeah, that is nice. And, like, having new experiences every day is kind of nice, but also, like, having a routine is nice. Um, and not having to, like, be outside a lot of the day is nice. Um, and yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad that you're back in the States, because that means we can talk more easily. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was really more of a matter of not having my podcast equipment. Well, I mean, the time, I was thinking more the time difference. Uh, yeah. Like, it's a lot more convenient, like, the one hour time difference. It's just more convenient. That's true, but I don't know. I like kind of can get used to the time difference, um, at least with like Western Europe and Oregon is nine hours, so it's it's probably it's almost like better than having it be like six or seven hours for the East Coast or Central Time mm-hmm. because like the morning in Europe is the night in Oregon, and then the night in Europe is, like, the the morning and and, like, early afternoon in in Oregon, so it's, like, I don't know, it's kind of nice, like, I'm out doing stuff while they're sleeping, and they're doing stuff while I'm sleeping, you know? 
Yeah. And then, like, the the times when you're just sort of, like, hanging out at home waiting for something to happen are, are um, overlapping, which is interesting, but I don't know. Um... Um... Oh, I'm tired. Also, ah, sorry. I mean... <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about your, like last month or or do you want to move oh, into our normal i mean I'll, I'll talk i mean you should talk about reading go ahead okay yeah um i didn't read for like a month because i was at home for a little bit and then like it you don't want to like check out books from the library when you're only going to be at home for like two weeks mm-hmm. um but then i i did work in the bookstore but whatever that was a while ago um i listened to the audiobook of little women um because i was like oh the movie just came out i haven't seen it but like i don't know it was on my mind i guess i like the i like the film Um, i think it's nice and i listened to it i had read it when i was like i don't know in like third grade or something like that um so a long time ago and i really liked it like it was it's a really good book um oh, i would cool. definitely recommend it yeah i should Audio, check it out the audiobook audiobook is like 19 hours so it's it's a pretty long book um 19 hours good. is not terribly it's not too bad for an audiobook it is kind of uh, long but i it's don't know pretty long. i feel Some, like the yeah the um like paper copies are usually between like 450 and 550 words so or mm. pages not words um so it's it's like a pretty chunky book but it is very good and it was a much different experience reading it as a 19 year old than it is reading it as like a nine-year-old mm-hmm. um because as a nine-year-old the the girls are older than you the whole span of the book yeah but as a 19 year old the first half of the book they're like 12 13 15 and 16 so you're like these are children this is weird yeah like you just imagine them so much younger like especially amy who's 12 um at the beginning of the book Mm -hmm. and I don't really know how that worked in the movie because I haven't seen it, obviously, but... Oh, it's good. Oh, I have so many things to say about the movie. Um, I don't want to hear them. I don't want to yeah. know anything. I just want to... Can I, I'll tell you that I liked it, and it's really quite different from other film adaptations of that novel. And I liked how it was different, and I also just like Greta Gerwig as a director, so because of that, I, it was very pleasant. Like, mm. Also, I, I, I like the work of those actors so like it yeah. was, i thought in my opinion it was like well cast well directed well written so yeah i'd go go see it um and then in the second half of the book they're like a little bit older um like late teens early 20s and time kind of passes weird so that that would be my one critique of the book is that it would be it could use a better timeline in the second half of the book but um yeah it was good and i kind of want to watch the movie 
You should. Also, like, Once again, go watch the movie. Give your yeah. money to the theaters. Do it. I don't it, know if it's still it. playing in theaters. I think it is. I went to go see it a few weeks ago, but I don't know. Like, I went to go see it again a few weeks ago because a friend of mine hadn't seen it yet. And I was like, we should go do that because I like that movie and you should watch it also. So maybe yeah. I'll do that sometime in the next week or so. Um, Do you want to talk anything about the last month or the last song you listened to? Oh, okay. Um, The last month I've been crazy busy. Um, Like, for reference, last week I had one day I didn't that I didn't have to go to a rehearsal. And then multiple days where I had to go to multiple rehearsals. I had a show. Yesterday I had two rehearsals and a school dance. Today I have a rehearsal. I'm potting. I have so much homework. I've just been generally very, like, hectic, kind of all over the place, honestly. I'm not, like, really making, like, good, adequate social time because I'm rehearsing and then I'm, like, trying to work but being not super productive on, like, specific a specific class that is the class I, I dislike that I'm not going to say the name of because it's very distinctly, my, like, my school. It's a my school thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've just been really busy. Otherwise, um, as for a song, uh, this kind of relates to how busy I've been, but there's like a, there's a song called Cruel Summer. Do you know that song? Um, probably not, but maybe. It's, a, it's like a Taylor Swift song from her latest album. Oh yeah, and, definitely not. I haven't listened to yeah. any of those. I mean, I didn't listen to them either, <clears throat> but then in, um... In the, like, singing acapella group that I'm in for school, or, like, at school, um, we're singing Cruel Summer because uh, someone arranged it, someone in the group arranged it, and so I started listening to Cruel Summer, like, we listened to it, I think, in rehearsal one day, and I was like, oh, I kind of like this, so I went out of my way to listen to it, and also to listen to some of the other songs from Lover, which is the name of the album that was the newest album, and I, I really... I really like Cruel Summer. I think it's really fun, and it has, like, a nice beat and cool production things happening, and I like it. It's very, I don't know, poppy, and I was listening to it this morning when I was getting out of bed and stuff, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I think okay. 11 minutes is adequate time to discuss things. We should talk about initial reactions real fast. Um, yeah, I feel like this is a song that I always get mixed up with another song, but I don't know the name of the other song. <laughs> another um, Florence and the Machine song or just another song? I'm not sure, because I don't really under, well, I know basically nothing about the band Florence and the Machine. Um, other I than also they know essentially song. nothing about the band Floors of the Machine, besides that the lead singer, what, what the lead singer looks like, because, like, there are photos of the lead singer on, like, album covers, and then also that I've, like, listened to a decent number of songs by Floors of the Machine, I just don't really know anything about the band, you know? Well, that's still more than me, because I don't even know what an album cover cover of theirs looks like, so... Yeah. 
Um, Anywho, yeah, that's cool. Basically, I don't have anything. Anyway, but do you? you do, but do, like, you listened to the song before? Yeah, I, I've heard the song before. Um, and you have an opinion of the song? Um, it's a decent song. I don't know. It's poppy. Um, kinda. Yeah. I mean, I classify it under pop, but it's it's not like radio pop. But it's like yeah. I mean, it, it's not like the type of pop that gets it turned into remixes and played at school dances. Yeah, but that's it, correct. It does sound poppy to me? Although I kind of would want to hear a big band swing remix of the of this song. Well, that's not your average school dance, so. Yeah. Um. Um. I actually have a memory of the first time I heard this song, and it's kind of embarrassing because I literally talked about this like two episodes ago, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm fairly certain that Pentatonic sung a cover of it on the sing-off, hmm. and I heard that before I heard the original, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's it. I, I remember hearing him being like, oh, I like this song. It's, you know, nice and whatever. I was, like, smaller and focused on other things. Like, I wasn't that focused on learning new music. Although I do remember getting really into Sarah Bareilles around that time. But, yeah, anyway, this song is nice. I like it. It's it's cool. Florence and the Machine is cool, too. And um, let's talk about it then, shall we? Okay. Um, would you like to read the first stanza? Sure, the, I'll read the, the two line one. Sure, yeah, I'll I'll read that. Here, okay, reading the lyrics. Happiness hit her like a train on a track, coming towards her stuck still, no turning back. So there's no punctuation, but uh I think it's like Coming towards her is one phrase, and stuck still is one phrase, and no turning back. But it could be different. Hmm. That's how it would, like, grammatically make sense, but that doesn't really matter that much for us. It could be sort of like coming towards her stuck, still no turning back. It could be. Um, Punctuation is, um... A little bit annoying, gotta say. A bit, a bit, you're right. Also, I think it's interesting that there's this, I mean, this is a metaphor, like, it. it's clearly a metaphor when it goes, happiness hit her like a train, or, it's a simile, but, you know, okay. like a train. Um, <clears throat> what, what, why would they choose that simile, do you think, to describe what's happening? Why would the character, or, why would, I mean, it's third person, so, there's, there's I some, have, um, what, oh, sorry. I have a little bit of insight. As far as punctuation goes, if you go to just like the generic Google lyrics, it's a it's happiness comma hit her like a train on a track coming towards her comma stuck still no turning back. Oh, all right. Well, cool. Um, I'm still looking at the not generic Google lyrics. Yeah, that's fine. But Oops. yeah, anywho, um. The, the 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 simile of the train on the track. I I feel like maybe that could be like trains don't usually stop. Like 
you can't just like screech a train to a stop, you know? Like once it's going, mm-hmm. it's kind of going. Like even if you see something in the track, you I don't think you could just stop it as quickly as you could like a car or I don't know. Okay. A, just a second. A bus. Um, oh. I need to leave this classroom. So. Oh. Okay. And we're back. Okay. Um we have just uh you want to say what just happened? Okay. So I was in like the main student center building, I guess, of my college and um it also has classrooms in it and it was it's slightly closer to my dorm so i was like okay i'll go into this room um because that's easier i guess it's less walking and i i i'll find a classroom and then there were like these three three girls like i mean they were probably in their 20s or whatever i don't know um came in and they're like this is our classroom and i was like okay i'll leave <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know if any of that is going to make it into the final, like the the part that where I was like, okay, I'll leave. Yeah, and then stopped my recording and packed up and then walked over to this other building, um, and then I went to the fourth floor, and then there were like five classrooms that were locked that I couldn't get into, and then I finally found this classroom that I could get into. And now I'm, like, kind of worried that somebody will come in, but also, like, it's the fourth floor on a Sunday, so hopefully not. Yeah. I'm also, but. like, I've I've been recording this whole time, so there's, like, ten minutes of me just on the one side of our call, um, because it'll be easier for me to edit that way, but, yeah, it... It, it it's been it's been a decent amount of time since we last talked about this song like about 10 minutes yeah. since we like thought about it so <laughs> um so if our analysis makes no sense you can just blame it on that i guess yeah or just the general nature of our podcast i'm so sorry you had to relocate let's read the next uh the next stanza just cuz i think there's we need more stuff to before we can yeah. really come up with um, anything she hid around corners and she hid under beds. She killed it with kisses and from it she fled. With every bubble she sank with a drink and washed it away down the kitchen sink. It's very say, like nursery rhymey. Yeah, it's it's a good poem. I know, right? It's like well rhymed, well phrased. It's not too like, corny. Like the rhymes aren't so so like annoyingly perfect and like cheesy that it's like corny and bad. It's, yeah, it's, it's nice. Like I don't know. It's, it's pretty, like pretty good. It's like it's not Doctor Seuss, but it's like a decent rhyming poem. And yeah. I feel like if you took out the choruses, you could maybe like make this into a, a decent, just like poem poem. I don't know. But maybe that's how it was written. We don't know. Hmm. Like maybe it was originally yeah. a poem. Um, maybe. I mean, a lot of lyrics kind of are, but. I the, think maybe I don't know the hiding around corners and and like that's interesting. There's like I don't quite know what it is because it says she killed it with kisses and from it she fled, which makes it seem like the it couldn't be something like when you say you killed it, you know, like man, I killed it when I was performing. That that usually that phrase means like oh I performed so well, but this seems mm-hmm. like it maybe it is like an a thing because it says from it she fled. 
And so it, yeah. it feels like it's an object, although it could still be like a performance or something cuz you know, yeah. you can leave a performance. But Yeah, it could it could be an activity. Um like even though you do really well at an activity, something about it might be toxic and so then you leave that doing that activity. Mm-hmm. Um or Yeah, no that was all I had. Nate Nate <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, yeah. I think that uh, every with every bubble she sank with a drink is a really interesting image because that makes me think about carbonation. I mean, it could be other things. It could be like bubbles that you blow from a from for like for children, you know. That you like they're like it's like the soap. Um, it could also, but the sank with a drink is like such an interesting image because. It makes, it's made me think of so many things, like, sinking into, like, water, but also drinking, or, or, I guess alcohol also. It makes me think about alcohol. Okay. Um, so, I thought about soap, but then I oh, remembered okay. the word, then I remember the word happiness, and there's, you know, you can, there's the phrase, like, bubbles of happiness. That's mm-hmm. a thing, right? Oh, yeah, I um, guess that is. So... So happiness hit her like a train on the track. Like a train on something hitting somebody like a train on a track does not sound pleasant. Not really. Um, but happiness does sound pleasant. Um and then killed it with kisses seems like probably a positive thing, maybe. Yeah. Um, or and like she accidentally it, killed something through kissing them. Yeah. <laughs> or it. Um, Which would not be ideal, I feel like. And from it, she fled. So that's like another like positive and then negative. Um, I don't. I mean, bubbles don't necessarily have a connotation, but I feel like if you think of it as bubbles of happiness, that is, um, like a a, a positive thing. Mm-hmm. And then, except for sinking, thinking, usually isn't. Sinking usually isn't. I'm I'm imagining her, or like the 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 person, you know. Yeah, her. the person who is um, in the in the in the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm imagining her like sitting on a couch and like sinking farther into the couch, like sitting on it, um, as she's like drinking some water. Hmm. And then yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's like some soap in her sink that she washed just washes down. That that could also be where the bubbles come from. Yeah, bubbles could be like the happiness or soap or like uh like carbonation in a drink. Mm-hmm. I feel All like sank above. with a sank with a drink could have like a, a a sadder meaning. Like sometimes people like drink to to like to like if they're sad or something. Right, yeah, and it could be alcohol is like, a depressant. Yeah, like drink, drink alcohol or something. Um, yeah, and and that could be like with every bubble of happiness, she felt the desire to like get rid of it or something, or she felt didn't like it, so she drank because of it. Mm-hmm. Is that dark? That seems kind of dark. Yeah, it's I'm a gonna dark. read the next stanza. Okay, the dog days are over. The dog days are done. The horses are coming, so you better coming. I don't know if it any, so you better run. 
There's th- um, there's no apostrophe at the end of that word. No, so. it's kameen. Yeah. Um, do you have a good definition of dog days? No, but it seems like it's one phrase. Like, the dog days is like a proper phrase. Yeah, no, I know that that's a phrase. Because it's it's the title of A Diary of the Movie Kid. Like, what the... I have no clue, like, what the... What it means. Um, But I just mean, like, I don't think we can really approach it from, like, the idea of, like, the dog days are over. As, like, those are separate. Or, like, something having to do with dogs, really. Because... It usually, I don't think it usually regards dogs, but it could. Like, if this is a world where, like, dogs reign supreme over everything, and the dog days are, like, the glory days of the dog's rise to power, or something. I don't know. The horse, there are horses mentioned, so it's kind of, like, animals, you know? What does the phrase the dog days mean should we google it of dog days no i already did oh you googled it okay um the period between early july and early september when the hot sultry weather of summer usually occurs in the northern hemisphere two a period of stagnation or inactivity that is the definition of dog days by merriam webster so is that like so so that's in reference to the idea i mean that that's saying that dogs are lazy and lay around and stuff and and so to describe days as being dog-like or whatever to call them dog days is like lazy days yeah um i think so dog dogs can be quite lazy but they can also be very energetic so we have to choose if we want to go with the First definition of the period between early July and early September in the Northern Hemisphere, or um, to a period of stagnation or inactivity. I don't know what which what makes more sense because of the horses. So it says the horses are coming, like so you better run. Like that's kind of ominous. Yeah. When do horse um, races often occur? I was thinking of like. Isn't there something about, like, the second coming where there's a bunch of horses running? I would not know. But I... I'm thinking about how the, the wor- that word appears earlier with the happiness and, like, it's coming toward her stuck, st- st- coming toward her stuck, still no turning back thing. At the very beginning. Hmm. So, is the happy are the ha- oh. like are the, is is are the horses the happiness? Um, maybe. I'm. I just gone into a hole of um the BibleProphecy.co second coming. Oh golly! Um. All right, cool. <laughs> are the relig- Are there going to be some religious overtones yeah. in this episode? Apparently, um. Jesus rides back into the world on a white horse. What do you know? Um, of course, of course, Jesus does that. <laughs> Jesus out out, and, out there being extra. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could the dog oh, days? No, that's houses. Is it I like prophesizing read. that? Is it prophesizing? I mean, 
Well, okay, there's like there's there's multiple horses. We know there are multiple horses, so Yeah. Um I thought there was something about a stampede of horses, but But so you not. better run is pretty darn ominous. Like it that sounds like a threat almost. Also yeah. there's a it you sounds, which wait. we haven't we haven't like encountered that second person yet. I think it was the Mongols. I always get the Mongols and the Huns confused. But I think it was the Mongols that rode like through Asia and Europe on horses and were plundering everything. Uh the Mongols. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Genghis Khan, yeah, the Mo- it was definitely the Mongols. Um, um should I I don't know what to say about this besides that we now kind of know what the dog days are, but I feel like we really have to read the next stanza because there's a lot happening there. Okay, do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Um, I just read, so you can read. Okay. Um, Run fast for your mother, run fast for your father. Run for your children, for your sisters and brothers. Leave all your love and your longing behind. You can't carry it with you if you want to survive. Huh. Do you think, um... Okay, I don't know what the beginning part with the she and like third person is because it's it the rest of the song seems to be kind of happening in first and second person. Well, no, no, it get it gets mixed up at some point. But um, yeah, this makes me think about like running is a metaphor for ambition. So it's like or like doing things that are ambitious because it says leave all your love and your longing behind if you want to survive. That makes me think about like. Trying to survive in an industry where you have to be really ambitious and go go run and get your thing. Like, go get, do what you need mm-hmm. to do. And yeah. I don't know if that has to, if that can relate at all to horses or dogs, but, um, yeah. I think the interesting and confusing thing in here for me is that it says to run for all these, like, familial people. And then it tells you to leave all your love behind. Like, in theory, you're supposed to love, like, your mother, father, children, sisters, and brothers. Maybe you run for them, but you um, stop loving them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I don't understand. Like, like, what would be your motivation of running for them if you, if you just, like, were, like... Nope, I'm I'm leaving my love behind. Or you're like leaving your like longing and love with them because you can't carry it around like mm. while a ch- chasing your dreams or whatever. That sounds sad. It does. Maybe it's a very like sad uh sad commentary on like how the entertainment industry is and but honestly, I this could apply to like any. Not thinking entertainment industry. This could I was definitely yeah. thinking like investment banking. <laughs> okay, I I was just thinking the entertainment industry because in general, when when I'm thinking about musicians, I tend to think about their perspectives. But I also agree that like this could, if you're talking about general ambition, that could be anything. I mean, yeah. Um, then the. As it relates to the earlier stanzas, do we think that your, like the you, is um, is is the same person as she? Do we think that she is saying "run fast for your mother" and all that, um, or something? I feel like somebody is talking to her and telling her to run, 
to do the running fast and like the dog days are over. Because, mm-hmm. um, if you go back to the, 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 um, first verse, I guess, um, like the, the line she sank with a drink sounds like a very lazy type of activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dog days are, can be defined as a period of inactivity. And so then somebody's like, yo, the dog days are over. Get up. Like, come on, you better run. The horses are coming. It's my mom in the morning. Get up. Get out of bed. You're going to yeah. be late. Um, um, the, the, uh, the. Uh, and then telling, telling her, you better run. The state of life before the dog days end. You're right. That's very like. Okay, so she's, like, happy, kind of, but it's, like, maybe it's very sharp happiness because, uh, like, it's like being hit by a train, so that's yeah, it's kind like, of weird, too. It's, like, um, also, like, happiness, but, like, also there's nothing going on, so it's, like, that sort of feeling of restlessness, almost, of, like, yeah, yeah. boredom, but also happiness because you aren't having to work, you know? And the kid, and, like... Hiding around and that seems just hiding couldn't be could be like like she hit around corners could just be like a childhood activity, you know. Mm-hmm. And it could also be like killed him um, with kisses. Could be like to kiss kiss up to someone like to to flatter them. I was thinking she hit around corners and hid under beds. Could also be like. Hiding from her responsibilities by like staying in her house and like and physically hiding under her bed. <laughs> Not necessarily, just like lying in bed instead of the ki- doing the, work. The killed it with kisses, though. Do you think that could be like kissing up to someone, like flattering them? Um, it could okay. be. Wait, what if the girl? What if the she? I don't know if they're a girl, but, you know, what if the she, uh, it's a dog? No, I don't like that. Okay, but you can see it, right? <laughs> you can see it, right? <coughs> Sorry. Oh, you okay? Um, yeah, I was just coughing. But, like, um, can you see that that, could you see it as a dog? Because I can. Those are things dogs yeah. do. They, they do those like things. I just don't like it. Okay, Cool. Um, I'll read the second chorus. If that's all right. The dog days are over. The dog days are done. Can you hear the horses? Because here they come. Yeah, I mean, that's still ominous. Like, first they're- The horses are closer now. Yeah, first they're like, quick, the horses are coming. Gotta get out of here. Gotta run. And now it's like, can you hear them? They're coming. They're closer. Mm-hmm. You can hear them now. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, but it. Uh, do you think the horses are a metaphor for something, or that they're literal horses? Um, I mean, probably they were meant as a metaphor, but I kind of like the idea of literal horses, like running through the streets and being like it's time to go back to work it's time to go back to school so these are (laughs) these horses are like the the the, what what would you call them 
the time encouragement horses oh okay <laughs> like horses that tell you what to do in this yeah, in this world the horses it, tell you what to do I, th- I was thinking of it more as like a seasonal thing um like how um like just looking at the african savanna how or in other other places as well how um Herds of animals will like migrate um, to different parts of the area, um, to like at different times of the year, mm-hmm. and like maybe the horses are all running to their their next place, but also maybe the Mongols are coming. I also think it, I don't know what time period this could be set in. I mean, it could just be like another kind of world where you know the horses rule and. Maybe there's like a weird religion thing that's kind of contradictory. Like, yeah. leave your or like like it's it's pretty contradictory to be told to run away from your loved ones and then to say to leave your love and not think about them. I don't know. Like, there's some things happening that are confusing. It could just be a world where um, humans didn't domesticate horses. Oh yeah. Or they didn't domesticate all and then of them. they and they soon learn after not domesticating horses that the horses are really the smart ones. The horses really know what's up. They know when you should the run horses. and when you shouldn't run, and they go yeah, around vo- vocalizing that. Mm-hmm. So do we think that um, then we do we think that the running bit is like the run fa- run for your children and whatever you know that part? Do we think that that's like the horses collectively chanting that through the streets? Uh, no. I don't think the horses are, are a speaker in this, um, in this song. Okay. You should probably read the next part. Just because okay. I'm thinking about time, and I know, I know we, like, lost ten minutes or something, but I have to, like, do other things today, I'm sorry. So, um, um yeah. This is, and I never wanted? Yeah, that part. Yeah, Okay. And I never wanted anything from you, except everything you had and what was left after that, too. Oh, happiness hit her like a bullet in the back, struck from a great height by someone who should know better than that. Golly, okay, well, happiness doesn't seem too good here. Yeah. Like, getting hit with a bullet in the back is, it's it's like more aggressive than the phrase knife in the back, because we're so used to the phrase knife in the back. And it's like yeah. it's it's that it's one's so like it, metaphoric, I guess. And bullet yeah. in the back seems more literal, just because it hasn't been used as a metaphor. Yeah, as exactly. Much as so it, so back. it kind of is like stronger. Like it's a, it's a, it's, yeah. it's a variant of knife in the back, but or like stabbed in the back. But we're so used to that yeah, phrase like that was kind of like lost, lost the thought that it could be like an actual knife or whatever. And here yeah. it's like, wow, bullet, golly. There's um there's such a thing as backstabbers, but we don't have a thing like back shooters. Yeah, gosh. Okay. Um I I never wanted anything from you is interesting because if Oh whose perspective is it? Do we think there are three people talking here? Or two people talking and then they talk about the girl or something? Um no, I think it's one person talking about slash two, the the original girl, mm-hmm. um, and I think that in this stanza they start to bring themselves into uh, the conversation, um, 
earlier in the in the episode we talked about how it sounded sort of like a poem mm-hmm. um i think that oftentimes in poetry a narrator might start with like a a first or a third person or a second person even and then like bring themselves like bring themselves to the speaker into the poem mm-hmm. um so i feel like that could be what they're doing here Okay, what if um, these are poets and they're talking to each other, and one of them starts sharing their poem that's like maybe kind of a kind of a a self commentary about how they feel and like the 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 inactivity before they started writing poetry, and the other one changing narrators here. I'm that's my thought. It's an idea, and then and then another person's like, yeah, you gotta like be ambitious and like chase your poet poet dreams and they're both poets so they speak kind of like they're saying poetry (laughs) um it's an idea they could be pen pals or something i don't know i don't quite know why we need two narrators in this um i don't think i don't know if we need two narrators it's just a thought because it doesn't quite make sense to me to have like you and then have I and then the she and stuff also. Well, let's see. So I think what's kind of interesting here is that this the first verse is all third person. The second verse is all second person and then the or the the, um, the second verse is th- oh yeah 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 sorry yeah or the bridge or whatever I don't it's I guess it's kind of a bridge but um, interludes between <laughs> choruses yeah um, and then this third one has first person so it goes kind of in a three two one pattern yeah um, I I was sort and of I thinking feel like, oh sorry yeah nope. I feel like that could be a poetic choice of um, like separating the stanzas like that and growing to make it more and more personal um though it does also have second person and third person it could it could be one person talking about themselves and trying to encourage themselves and like talking to themselves in the third person (laughs) and then Um, the first person and 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 second person now I have another sort of idea of um so the third person because it it comes back in this um in this last stanza here where like the narrate the speaker is talking to somebody mm-hmm. and then goes back to this phrase of happiness hit her um and then chooses the the phrase like a bullet in the back instead of like a train on the track, but um, it makes me think that the the first stanza with the the happiness hit her like a train on the track and all the third person could be like a story that um, the speaker is using to motivate whoever they're talking to, mm-hmm. like. This is what will happen to you if you don't do this stuff, like running for your mother and father and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're gonna be this sad person who 
Like, even when they feel happiness, it's just going to feel, like, violent and bad. And that's not good. You have to, like, run. You have to work. Like, you have to you have to do all this stuff so that when you do feel happiness, it'll feel good and it won't feel like it's just pushing you back And this down is also and, like, in, the, in a universe you. where if you are not active and ambitious, the horses get you. Yeah. Okay. Like, you have to you have to look productive so the Mongols don't think that that you're being lazy and just snatch you up. Do we think the horses like... are the Mongols now? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I I worry that that perpetuates this. I mean, the Mongols were there was a lot happening. They were really brutal. We're talking and about the Mongols. They rode horses. Again. Uh, cool. Cool. All right. Um. Um, what next? It looks like the rest of the song actually is just a repetition from earlier, so. Yeah. It has, um, well, that was weird. Um, What? I just highlighted, I just highlighted all of the words and then it went back to the top. Um, Oh, interesting. So it does the, the, um, dog days are over with the question. Like can you hear um, the ho- can you hear the horses that that part yeah and then it does and the then, run fast for your mother thing yes and then it does the the dog days are over with the question um, and then it does the dog days are over without the question so the horses are coming so you better run um, twice and that's the song and then it's over <laughs> woo woohoo so this is <laughs> an interesting interpretation um. I, I like it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I don't know if they were thinking about the Mongols when they wrote this, but, uh, yeah. Or actually, I don't know who wrote it, but I imagine it's the band. I don't know. That's not really my job to know. It's, Ooh, I, should... I guess it's your job to know it's that. It's my job. Yeah. Don't forget to look that up. Um, all right. Flags and knitting. Let's do it. Or are you done? Are um, we done? I do feel completely you done. You should do flags first. Okay. I've been very busy... As I've said, and honestly, I have not done or thought, well, I've thought about flags, but I haven't, like, done anything exciting with flags. Um, I, the other day, I walked through the lobby area of my dorm room building, and one of my CAs was explaining something about flags and, like, symbols of them um, in China, uh, to, like, he was, like, tutoring someone, and he, and he, and I know the person he was tutoring, so I, like, stopped by to say hi, and ended up just, like, listening to them talk about flags for a while. It was nice. Um, oh, I wore my, uh, Cascadia Doug flag. We, we, the Doug flag. I wore the Doug flag, um, I brought one with me, and I wore it in my hat that has, like, a little feather that sticks out, and I just replaced the feather with the flag, and I wore it out the other day, because of I wore it to D&D, and it was nice. And, yeah, I guess that's, like, my two things that I recently did in relating to flags. But, like, I really need to get on this flag stuff. Like, I just don't really have time for my hobbies, you know? Okay, yeah. um, What? mm. I mean, have Um, you not knit or something? No, I haven't really knit much. But, um, I was, like, I'm not quite sure like i know flags is an interest that makes sense to me yeah but 
Can you explain how flags are a hobby? Oh, um, I don't know. Like, I really like to read about flags when I have the time to and collect them. So I'd kind of classify that under hobby. And it definitely is an interest. But, like, I do really enjoy, like, when I get a chance to, like, go to a flag store and, like, look at flags or, like, and then buy some and collect them um, and, like, read about them online and also on like in books and stuff like i really like learning new things about flags which i think takes enough time out of which takes time to do so that in that way i would call it a hobby you know like i have to make time for it Mm -hmm. like if i was just interested in it and kind of passively taking in information about it which is kind of what's happening right now but i'd like to be more actively engaging with it as a hobby you know sure yeah um, yeah, so as far as knitting goes, I, um, I tried a little bit. I didn't really try that hard. Um, but, so while I was in Europe, I was taking trains a lot, and I thought, you know, being a naive person who hadn't been on many trains, oh, I can, I'll knit on the trains. Um, I didn't. I knit for, like, maybe 40 minutes total mm-hmm. on the trains. Maybe. Um, so, I didn't get much done at all because I'm using these little tiny needles to um, make a scarf. And it's so small. It's, like, maybe half an inch long right now. But I, I did a little bit on it. Um two days ago and it's it's light blue i'm um doing something i haven't done before which is knitting a scarf in the round which is like um either using double pointed needles or a round um so is it like a really thick scarf not necessarily it's not going to be a Um, tube is it no it is going to be a tube that's what knitting in the round is it's making tubes or hats so it's going to be a tube scarf. Well, that's cool. Um, though I'm not I'm not really sure cuz it might end up stretching a lot. Like I I don't I think I might have made it like a little bit too wide. Um so I might turn it into like a shirt or something. I'm not sure. Oh, cool. Um we'll we'll see once I I actually get a sizable mount done. You could knit How, a ski uh, mask. <laughs> I mean, sure. For fun. <laughs> that sounds difficult. Yeah. I also have been thinking that I think I want to get back into pattern knitting, like knitting from a pattern that's not just something I make up in my head as I go. Yeah. Because there's something that's fun about that as well. It's not like the same as like making it up in your head, which is which can be fun to like... I guess, express creativity or whatever. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, like, there's also something nice about making something from a pattern and, like, seeing how it turns out and, like, doing the calculations of, like, how much yarn I'm going to need to make it this size and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. There's, like, like that sort of craft that goes into it. Um, Versus, like, being like, ah, this looks about right. I guess I'll stop here. 
Or like, oh, I ran out of yarn. Guess it's time to start the next color. Yeah. Which is what I did on the last hat I made. Well, not the last hat I made. The last one I made for myself. Neat. Neat. But yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I was like, I I just Googled hobby because I wanted to know what the dictionary said about the word hobby. Sorry, that's sort of off topic. But when I typed in hobby, it went hobbies for men as a suggested thing. Like, are Hmm. there like specifically male hobbies that I don't know about? Um, I mean, I don't know. Do you do you know the society we live in? Yeah, I I do. Have you have you lived in this society? Yeah, it's um, I have. Yeah, it it's pretty gendered. Yeah, that's correct. Um, but I guess yeah. So hobby usually ex- usually expects activity out of what's happening, a regular activity, and I think that I can say that now because I explained it. So yeah, cool. Um. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you're still knitting. I'm sorry you're like round in the round scarf it is is weird, but th- that's cool. It's all good. Um, should mm-hmm. we should we wrap up? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, all right. Um, so today we got lost in the lyrics of "Dog Days Are Over" by Florence and the Machine. Or actually, I don't know why I said that because you're gonna say who actually wrote it, but. Now you know extra well that Forms the Machine at least sings it. Okay, cool. Um, we learned that it's about... I'm sorry, I was reading the wrong thing. We learned that it's about... Um, uh, the Mongols will get you if you don't do the things and be ambitious. Don't be lazy. The Mongols will get you. Okay, that's what it's about. Uh, thank you to Florence Welch and Elizabeth... I don't know what I just said. Isabella Summers for writing it. Um, oh yeah, Floors the Machine sings it, <laughs> again, just, okay, this podcast Oh yeah, is, yeah. sorry. No, it's, it's, sorry, I said, okay. Huh. Uh, this podcast was edited and produced by Claire and Elliot. The opening and closing music is by Elliot, and I'm usually the one who you interact with on social media. If you have any questions, or you would like to suggest a song for us to analyze in the future, then you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LITLpod, or email us at lostinthelyrics.pod at gmail.com. Thank you to all of our listeners for your support and enthusiasm. We hope you, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the pod and that you join us next time to get Lost, Lost in the, the lyrics. lyrics. Have a dandy day!